0: Talks, a Chat with Finance Malta, is the podcast series that gives you short, thoughtful, and regular insights from leading experts of the financial services industry. I'm Vanessa McDonald. Welcome. So I've had um, both of my children going through Junior Achiever when they were at sixth form, but I had no idea that Junior Achievement is actually also involved in financial literacy. Here to discuss it with me, I am very pleased to have the CEO of JA, Matthew Carwana, and also the project development um, coordinator who looks after financial capability, Petra Elul-Mercer. Matthew, explain to me, how on earth does financial literacy fit into the mission of what you do? Are you not aimed at at school children?
1: Yes, yes, we're we're aimed at uh, school children and also young adults. So our sort of cohort, our target audience goes up to even up to 30 years old typically. Although we do have also projects which are uh, targeting adults due to the need of uh, financial literacy a training that needs to go out there to the public. So, because our mission is actually that we want to prepare youth for work, we want to prepare youth to be able to succeed in a thriving economy, in a thriving community, to do good for themselves and good for the community. And financial literacy, together with entrepreneurship and work readiness, are life skills that we believe are really necessary for uh, students, for young adults, adults, To be successful in life. Um, Certain decisions that will be affecting their work, their relationships at home, uh, their relationships with with their kids eventually, or uh, their social life are determined by the decisions that they will be taking uh, in line with their career progression, with uh, skills they would like to develop and financial literacy is a very important aspect of life as we have to deal with money on a daily basis uh, uh, you can say i don't really like uh, to talk about money or uh, i am not uh, doing something for money Um, i am doing something for because i like doing this but fair enough and that's what you should be doing but still you would have to transact with money you would have to deal with money and therefore when we're preparing youth for work and entrepreneurship Uh, financial literacy is a very uh, key uh, aspect of that so yes it it falls straight into our uh, mission together with digital skills together with decision making and the way we try and do it is a way that um, rather than lecturing rather than telling people you should do this you should do that it's a way of having more conversations it's more of making people aware uh, raising awareness and um, giving them uh, or inspiring them to want to know more, to want to learn more, to discover that there are things that you should consider. Uh, and a lot of them is uh, like any other programs we have are really hands-on, discussion-based and, and activity-based.
0: So you actually reach out to, to children in other words, it's not just passive, you don't provide resources, you actually go out there and talk to children? Yes,
1: yes, we, we do that mostly through schools. So we go into schools and deliver training, deliver um, carry-on activities with them, consisting even of board games um, or uh, mobile games now, um, and therefore raise awareness with, with kids at school. Then in the programs that we do at uh, startup level or company program, let's a sixth form, we have topics related to financial management and we link up uh, the management of finances in a business, in a company, but we we'll also link it up a bit to personal finances as well.
0: Things like saving and yeah. pen- thinking of pensions yes, earlier fact, on, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now um, also with uh, bringing Petra on board uh, at, at JA, we are also targeting young adults and adults um, specifically for this because we're seeing a a huge need uh, at a national level and this is not just Malta let's let's be honest it's it's all europe all ja europe is working on this and uh, we see a strong need uh, a big need in in adults to educate them and raise awareness of certain decisions they'll be taking on a personal basis that can affect them that it can affect them uh, f- as i said to the relationships they build it can affect them in terms of mental well-being because obviously if you if you're taking bad decisions financially it can lead to stress and anxiety and mental uh, it affects your mental well-being as well as now linking it also to sustainability because we can all say that we we want to care for the environment and we're recycling and we're doing this we're doing that but even your purchasing behavior the way you handle money uh, is also affecting the environment it also needs to be taking sustainability into into action so these are the topics we, we cover and uh, Petra here um is, is working very hard on us for us to get to to more adults um because obviously as you said we're associated more with entrepreneurship we're associated more with the school uh, ages uh, but the need is there and uh, we feel we have the content, we have the experience, we, we have the drive um, and that is very much needed to, to, to support our young adults as well at work.
0: The European Central Bank actually um, has a chart on financial literacy in the different member states and unfortunately, Malta is in the uh, bottom third. So there certainly seems to be a need for a lot more financial literacy, but can you just help me understand? what are you doing that is not being done by other people? In other words, isn't financial literacy being tackled um, at a national level, for example, in the school curriculum um, and so on? Well, on a a national level, you've just
2: mentioned schools. Unfortunately, um, no, it's not being tackled in, in schools directly. It is being handled in a way, for example, in subjects such as um, PSD, where they bring it up and they talk about uh, what different types of accounts you could have, and they talk about checks, which are practically taboo now also. <laughs> yeah, but a, bit the, a bit old school, yes. yes um, however, they start this at quite an old age. Now, old age, and I, what I am referring to, they're already teenagers. So we need to actually start this um, this process, learning about this skill, from the younger age of six and seven, Gosh, where a child as young is. Yeah, so they are already cognitively um, able to understand the value of of money and do simple mathematics so from a national level are we pushing it if we look at the 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 main government portal which is which is gemma we are definitely pushing it from all aspects so just as um, uh, matthew mentioned we don't go directly into schools but we do provide the teachers with the tools the the training information.
0: Well, yes. Otherwise, you would need a cohort of of hundreds. So. Exactly, exactly. So you need we, to use multipliers in something like this, yes.
2: So this is the
0: way we we
2: support them, um, and it goes along in into all cohorts. So. For example, last year we focused very much on the primary level and we're using areas such as gamification in order to move along with the times, to understand also the way we can interact with younger children that really makes them more aware on on the impact that money can have. But I prefer to, to shift financial literacy more into financial capability because here we're not only talking about a skill, but we're talking about a behavior. And this is very much where the psychological aspect, our relationship with money comes in and where that comes from. So, as I mentioned sort of many times in the conversations that we have, um, the way we are brought up, um, the environment, the experiences that we have gone through, our parents have gone through, is very much ingrained in the way that we take financial decisions now in everyday life. So being aware of these things is already a big um, uh, stepping stone, you know, moving forward to understand the various types of impulses that we, that we have when we purchase things um, and taking all sorts of decisions. So in the crazy life that we, that we lead, we forget about these things. We don't stop to think. So right now with JA, our main focus is on pushing that. So let us get that awareness out. Once we can start getting people to stop and think before they just, you know, move along, that's already a big step Mm -hmm. forward. The budgeting and the saving are definitely important, but also as people, we know these things you know we know we need to budget we know we need to save you know but uh, when do we actually start to 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 do these things so let's focus on the awareness um create that that nudge within us that's that's a trigger and then we can start pushing into the, the actual tools and how to budget and how to
0: save and tips and tricks. So you're doing all of this, but um, am I correct in saying that you're offering all of these services without charge to schools? Yes, yes
1: I mean, it's, it's a model that the JA has always adopted. So when it comes to schools uh, and students, we don't charge. Uh, fees there because we feel education is, is something that needs to be accessible to all uh, and um, there is a need to do this so uh, let's not put fees and charges as a barrier. So what we do as, a, as the model is work with corporates and in this case it's uh, a big a, the corporation and big support from HSBC um, that is promoting this through our methodologies. Um, so we have various agreements with various corporates, mostly HSBC, in this case for during, for financial literacy, to be able to push this to, out to school. And uh, as Petra was saying, we need to be aware also of the, the time and the crazy world we're living in because we are constantly bombarded with uh, marketing messages, with sales messages of impulse buying and this is why we also need to start from a younger age because nowadays even the young ones playing games on their phone they're prompted to buy uh, micro purchases of two euros here one euro there and if they start building this habit that yeah i need something for instant gratification i just need to buy it and um, this is where it all starts going uh haywire um and and we can then argue and say no, and, and try to bring up arguments within the, the house. But rather than arguing and saying simply no, money doesn't grow on trees, explain. And so get into the conversations at, in, in the home. Explaining
0: things like opportunity cost. I mean, yes. there's no reason, as yes. you say, they've got the cognitive abilities to actually yes. understand and, and these And don't things. accept,
1: for example, these sort of the behavioural methodologies or behavioural way of doing things rather than buying the first, second, third and then saying no to the fourth. From the beginning, from the first one, say, listen, we're going to buy three things today. What are the three things you would like? So start off this conversation, make people think, because while doing this, rather than you're just teaching financial literacy in itself, you're also teaching other life skills. When it comes to skills like negotiation, decision making, taking the initiative to see where to, to, to be able to uh, get more resources. And these are all life skills that unfortunately schools and the curriculum, which there's, there's been a debate that it needs to be updated for, for years, is still very content heavy still a lot on teaching information and content that ultimately students and young adults can find it online nowadays and at the click of a button they can find definitions they can find history so what we need to move towards is more uh, this analytical skills this critical thinking okay. of how to research how to take decisions how to evaluate options how to learn we need to actually teach how to learn because the information is there. Now they can go to any platform, dictate a question and they get an answer. So we need to teach them now how to formulate that question, what questions to ask. And these are the things that also with financial literacy, rather than just explaining...
0: I love the idea, the, the difference between financial literacy and financial capability. Yeah,
1: that. rather than just teaching, uh, yes, how to do a budget, you start with the income and, uh, and split it by month and so on and so forth. Now we need to go into deeper, uh, deeper discussions and say, why? Why are we doing this? convert the the stress of money management into achievement into actually uh, satisfaction of your achieving your budget you set a goal and you got it and this is where the the behavioral um, discord needs to to take a more priority rather than the content and the the the, the ins and outs of, of franchises
2: and we're also i mean diversifying so we're going into not only into different cohorts different age groups but um, um, we're going into different sectors. So for example, the, the, the arts, the performing arts, okay? This is a real key area where traditionally sort of we have this image of the, 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 the struggling artist, you know? Um, so we need to go into these areas to be able to discuss, um, to talk about money. To for them to understand, you know, how are they managing their money? Um, how are they looking at it in support of the of the well, not hobby of the the skill that they have, um, as very much, also in sports. You know, there's a lot of areas where you've got um, elite athletes, for example, who once they hit the age of 18 can start to be paid for. Um, uh, for being the athletes that they are. But then the management side and the understanding of that um, is still very, very lacking. So we're not only targeting different age groups, but we're also targeting different sectors. So that my my idea is let's create, we've got a target of 3,000. Okay? We want to reach 3,000 adults within the community. And if we hit different areas, different age groups, um, um, it's going to be like a domino effect. So it will part, the message will continue to pass on, to be rolled over to younger, to older, and hopefully um, uh, this idea that talking about money is a really uncomfortable conversation, if we switch it around and look at different ways how we can talk about money, just as as uh, Matthew mentioned, then it starts to become interesting. Then you start to to have more control over it and instead of money dictating your your lifestyle, you understand more what is enough for you. How does that enough equate to your happiness? you know because it's the more we earn, the more we spend. so what are the limits you know we forget about our own well-being, our happiness and all of this. So we need to start merging these concepts um, together and that is what we're really and pushing to do.
1: And taking on this um, the, 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 the subject of targeting different audiences, let's not also forget that this is not related to any qualification or any degree or any profession that you have. The fact that you earn a lot of money or you're in a good position, that you were successful career-wise, doesn't mean you know how to manage your money. We have many stories of people who are earn a lot of money and still end up bankrupt or still end up in financial difficulties because the more you make, if if you have bad habits, the more you money you have, the more you're gonna spend it badly, possibly. So. We are also trying to pass on this message, that it's not a matter of I have a certain qualification, I have a certain uh, job position, therefore I don't need this. It is something that earning money, the way you earn money is part of um, of money management. Then it's the way you save it, the way you spend it, the way you invest it. And, and this is all things that we need to make sure people are discussing. Um, so yes, tackling t- t- different sectors and we need to continue pushing this message to be more on the forefront in the national agenda um, within education but also within the workplace uh, where we give training to people about uh, particular skills that they need to do their job we need to also give them skills on managing their money Um, asking for raises is not the answer for all your problems could help but not the solution
2: you also mentioned sort of on a national level um, what are we doing so Gemma, for example, um, um, works with various stakeholders. So if we take, I mentioned gamification before, so we've got a, a really fantastic relationship with the University of Malta, more specifically the the AI department. So we create, we encourage um, the young adults, the students within the AI every year to take part in a competition. So to build either a game or a platform focused on financial capability. We train them to understand so that indirectly is already making them aware of what this is all about. And they come up with such amazing ideas, really so creative, whether it's um, uh, investment platforms for for young adults to to be able to practice you know how to invest on either bitcoins or understand more on bonds or on shares to creating games for 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 young kids for primary school kids for them to gain more experience on life or budget apps you know it's really amazing so that is one way that we are um understanding what the community wants, you know, what works within the different ages, um, pulling in stakeholders that can build this. So but also imparting the knowledge from from that aspect and, you know, taking on a whole holistic um, approach to then be able to share it within the community, uh, within schools, etc., etc.
0: Petra, Matthew, thank you very, very much. Thank you. That's all for today. Subscribe now to the FinTalks and follow Finance Malta on all social media platforms to stay updated with all our activities. Till the next podcast.